Hillcoin Conversation. This is this is a special edition. Uh, we're gonna get right to it. I gotta be somewhere. Andy Strickland's gotta be somewhere. It's Daddy's time of year. It's playoff hockey. We're coming to you. This is not a paid endorsement. We're at the Hive. I'm in between shows. You're in between hockey games. Young Ty is here. He just went in to go to the bathroom. Andy said, "Don't don't talk to strangers." Then you said, "Ask somebody where the bathroom is." <laughs> is that not a contradictory message? Well, it is. Well, that's the way it goes. I mean, he's got to go to the bathroom, so he's got to go do his thing. And like you said, this is Daddy's time of year. We've got stuff to do. We've got work to do. He knows the drill. All right, we're going to talk about Game 5, and then we'll look ahead to Game 6, the Blues' epic comeback against Colorado. A lot of people on Twitter coming up with names. Mile High Miracle's pretty good. I know it's only a Game 5. Where do you think that game, and maybe it's still to be determined in terms of the series, but as far as the game itself, facing elimination, is it one of the – not top 10, but one of the better Blues games ever? Well, how could it not be top 10? I mean, it's got to be top 10. Well, I didn't get out my pen and paper. <laughs> oh, you don't have a top 10 listed? In my head? Yeah. I mean, it, no, it's up there, way up there. Oh, I mean, it's, no. 3-0, you're yeah. like, it's over, yeah. don't let it get ugly. I think a lot of fans yeah. are like, oh, man, I just hope we don't embarrass ourselves. Oh, let's let's keep it respectable. And then all of a sudden, like, well, forget respectable. Yeah. Win the damn thing. Because it had the feel of like a 6-1 loss at one point, didn't it? I mean, they're down 3 nothing. But listen, you go on the road facing elimination um, and you're down 3 nothing, and then you find a way to come back and win and you tie it twice uh, under five minutes and the best player on the other team, one of the top players in the game, puts on a historic performance. I mean, that was set up for him to kind of go down in, in history. I mean, listen, they had never gotten out of the second round at least as long as Nathan McKinnon's been around. This whole group has never gotten past the second round. And they haven't gotten out of the second round in 20 years. So I just feel like, listen, the Blues got to their game, obviously, and, and they started playing the, the last half of the game. What does that mean when they get to that? Does it just mean forecheck and grinding? Oh, and, and they're winning. They all say, we got yeah, to our game. Yeah. But, like, what does that mean? Well, a couple things. First off, they were they were forechecking, and, and, but they had the puck in the offensive end. They were creating chances for themselves. They were winning battles. Um, getting to 50-50 to pucks and winning those puck races. But in addition to that, I think the moment all of a sudden like it looked like it was too big for Colorado. Like they like they got scared or something, Martin. Like they just got nervous and they stopped playing. So they played right into the hands of the Blues and obviously the Blues, you know, they started getting more and more confident. You you look at the Tarasenko goal, they fed off of that energy, but you look at Buchnevich's rush and you know, he made the pass to Robert Thomas and you know, he scores the goal. Now now all of a sudden Thomas has confidence. And Thomas looks like Robert Thomas. The Blues got to where they are because of the depth on the team, right? All these guys scoring 20 goals and whatever. And that's supposed to be their identity, which is, hey, if this line gets shut down, this line will step up and produce and get the job done for the team. And that's kind of what we saw last night. It wasn't the Perron and O'Reilly show. It was other guys who stepped up. And so now you look ahead to game six. You say, okay, whose turn will it be? Who's going to be the next guy? to get the job done. So Robert Thomas' best playoff game of the year without question. Buchnevich was great. Tarasenko was was really, really good from the very beginning. I mean, he had some real strong chances early on in the game that he didn't score on, but you knew he was going to have a good game. Whenever he has a good start, you kind of get that good feeling. And then there were some great plays defensively at the end of the game that led to them having a chance to tie it and then win the game. All right, true story. At the TV, I'm writing my nightly commentary, the TKO, and I have to pick what I'm going to talk about. And basically, I write about how the season ended. Should we yell at the chief? 
Should we yell at Chief or, or not? Maybe is that too Hoosier? Probably too Hoosier. So the TKO. Leaving or coming? I think he's leaving. He owns this place. Did I say? I didn't even know if I remember to say where we were. Hey, Ty. I forgot. Ty, this is a live commentary here. Ty, this is your chance to go say hi to Chief. Chief. He's walking. We're trying to get Ty Strickland to go badger the Blues head coach. Oh, he's gonna go. He's chasing him to his car. <laughs> like he's the valet or something. Oh, coach! Oh no! You got to stand up, Andy. You got to stand so he sees you. you got, oh, he's, he's chasing him to his vehicle. Look at this, Strix kid. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Strickland's kid is chasing the Blues head coach to his vehicle, and while we're trying to record a podcast, now Ty is coming back, but Andy's not coming back. Yeah, we we stopped by the Hive here on Ballas. To knock out this podcast, it's coming to you. Presented by Triad Bank, Marie Devilla, Senior Living, Appliance Discounters, B&G Tuckman. While you're away, I'm taking care of some business good, here. Good. And the Hive. Uh, unbelievable. We're, we're in the middle of this segment, mm-hmm. award-winning already. And uh, Chief Craig Ruby walks by. Ty Strickland takes him into the boards. Got to his game. Yes, yes. He got to, Ty got to his game. Well, he got to his game. And Chief was like, somebody's chasing me to my car, but he looks he appears to be six years old. Okay, so we are doing the Kill Coin Conversation with Andy Strickland. This is a little bit of an ADD segment. I apologize. I know. i got to be somewhere. you got to be somewhere. I understand. It's daddy's time of year. Let me walk through some names here. Darcy Kemper. Going into this series, I said, good goalie, not elite. And game four when Villejuso wasn't very good, I looked at the stats. Villejuso had a better save percentage than Kemper. But... Ville faced a lot more shots, so I said to myself, what's the math here? You get more shots on Kemper, you can probably score. Isn't and we also thought that some game you gotta win five, six yeah, or, or yeah, six, yeah. five, five, four, whatever. So that's still out there, isn't it? That you can score on these guys? Oh. Especially if they play like the way they did in the third period. I'm talking about Colorado. I mean Eric Johnson really struggled in the third period. Kale McCarr, who I said coming into the series, he may be the best player in the league. And, you know, the way Connor McDavid is playing right now, there's no question McDavid is just – it's him and then everybody else, even with McKinnon playing the way he did last night. Because they kept McKinnon quiet the first four games too, right? They just let him do his thing in the offensive end where he just kind of goes around the world and you just keep him on the outside, you're in, you're in good shape. But Kemper is um, – I said this late in the, in the season too that he hasn't played a meaningful game in, I don't know, since when. I mean, he spent all those years in Arizona. Colorado was, like, way out in front the entire season. They never really had anybody challenge them in the Central Division. So they've been coasting, really. You know, they played, had a great year. They're a great team, played great hockey. But, you know, they were never in danger of, of finishing second or third or Facing whatever. adversity is sort of the theme, you know, right? So, so Darcy Kemper, is he a good goalie? He is a good goalie. But is he a great goalie? No. And I think most people would agree with that. In fact, I was talking to some people today because, you know, you look at the staff, goalie. Talking to your staff. Talking to my staff. You look at the goalies who are going to be available in free agency this summer. Like, you know, he's, he's considered maybe the number one goaltender. And you have Jack Campbell in Toronto, which you know. Marc-Andre Fleury, I know he's on your list. And then Billy Husso. Now, Billy Husso, he, he may end up being the most sought-after free agent goaltender available this summer, like of all those guys, just based on the way that, you know, he's playing going head-to-head with, um, with Kemper. Because, you know, Husso's a guy, he, he, he's, he's got that bend-but-don't-break mentality. Like, he'll make some big saves. He may let in some goals. He may be a little sleepy. He may need, like, an espresso 
early in the game, just to like wake him up a little bit. But he, he really made some huge saves, not only in last night's game in game five, but also even in game four to, to come out of that first period up one nothing was crazy when you look at how badly the Blues got outplayed. Well, I think you look back at that first period where there were a couple of times where they could have gone up 3-0. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking at the end of the first period, it could have been 5-0. It could have been really ugly. And maybe going into game six, Ville Husso feels a little different about his game. And maybe the Blues feel a little different. Going into game five, I don't think confidence was terribly high no. outside of the room mm-hmm. in Ville Husso. And after that game where he faced 34 shots, yes, some of them went in, but he was under siege for a while. I think confidence in Husso has changed in the last 24 hours. Well, and he went 15 days without playing. He wasn't expecting to play. I'm not going to make any excuses for him, but i got to remind people this guy was the starting goaltender when they entered the playoffs for a reason. Like, he was the best goaltender on the Blues roster, really start to finish. You know, once he got the net, he just took off and ran with it. And there was really never any looking back for, for Billy Husso. So, yeah, he, he's going to have a level of confidence entering game six that he hasn't had so far in the playoffs. And he got to shut out his first game against Minnesota. So, listen, he's perfectly capable, as we know, of having not just a good game but a great game standing on his head and certainly stealing one. And, and I have a feeling that's that's going to have to be the storyline in Game 6. If they're going to force a Game 7, Billy Huso has to be their best player. What do you think happened with Robert Thomas? I mean, you got 10 games where he doesn't score, too quiet, obviously a talented guy. Is it just circumstance, or do you think now he's confident? I mean, what, what changes after a game like that for him? Well, you get some puck luck. You know that. You know puck luck is uh, happens around Daddy's time of year. You know, you need that. You know that. Um, you need guys like Tyler Bozak to have a game winner. I and mean, that's seriously, like, in the playoffs, <laughs> no, every year I would get mad when Detroit, yeah. when Kirk Malpe would score. I'm like, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. So, yeah, you need um, some luck. And, you know, Buchnevich made a great play on his first goal. And then all of a sudden his game just elevated. You could, you could feel the weight kind of falling off of his shoulders. And then, you know, in the game-tying goal, you know, the puck kind of finds him. Great play by Tarasenko to try to stuff it from a bad angle. And just, just to get a rebound, that's all you're trying to do there. You know, like a smart, intelligent, high hockey, you know, hockey IQ play. But, you know, in the case of Robert Thomas, he just worked harder. Like, you know, you, you got to be willing to kind of reestablish who you are as a player a little bit in the playoffs. And, you know, coaches say this all the time. You've heard Chief talk about competing for space and competing for ice and whatever. Like, you don't have the luxury of being able to just hang on to pucks and take your time and try to find that, you know, highlight real play that we're accustomed to seeing from Robert Thomas. And that's why, you know, McKinnon didn't score the first four games. Uh, Miko Rantanen, you know, one of the best players in the league for, for Colorado, I think he's got one goal in the series. It's an empty netter. Kale McCarr has yet to score. Like, it's different in the postseason. There's the regular season and there's the postseason. It's almost like two different, completely different sports. And so, listen, it's an eye-opener for a lot of young guys, even if they have experience and winning experience like Robert Thomas has. But he had to be willing to be harder to play against and be harder on the guys that he's defending. And we saw a glimpse of that last night. I mean, he had a great game. Do you think it's fair that there was sort of a Biddington hangover? Like, once he went out in that game, and then the next game they were obsessed with Kadri, maybe a little too much or whatever. There was a bit of a Bennington hangover, and now we've moved on. We're not talking about Cadre, we're not talking about Bennington, and now it's just a two-game series potentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you had to get through that. By the way, Ty's going hard into the boards. I know. I know. That's well. You got to. You got to play hard. We just had, he just won the Stanley Cup. By the way, we had a tournament tonight, nice. and they gave out the cup to the winning team, and uh, they got to carry it around the ice and everything. So it's it's a big night, right? And, what, if, and if I'm thinking about parenting in yeah. 2022, yeah. did everybody get a Conn Smythe? 
Uh, no. Everybody's a champion. We didn't hand, we, okay. we didn't hand out the okay. cotton smile. We should have. Um, but, yeah, I think in the first round we saw the same thing, where once both teams settled in and just started playing hockey, the Blues had the clear advantage. When the series started, Minnesota was running around trying to kill everybody. It shifts back to St. Louis. Braden Shen and the Blues are running around trying to kill everybody. And it kind of works, worked against those teams. You find yourself taking penalties. You're, you're just putting yourself in a jam. Like, that's not how you play. So once you get that combination of testosterone and adrenaline out of the way and you start playing, then you kind of settle in. And, and the series, that's what happens. They start, you know, the, both teams settle in. They start playing hockey. We're seeing that now with Colorado. And, you know, with, with St. Louis and Minnesota, I always felt St. Louis was the better team. I don't think many people would say St. Louis is better than Colorado. But once you get past Nazem Kadri, chasing him around, chirping with him, getting, getting involved with all the extracurricular and having him be a distraction, then now you're just playing hockey and you can focus on whatever else you need to do. And it makes it more of a closer fight because your energy is being spent and channeled. Uh, the way that it needs to be. All right, so how do you win game six? There's going to be a lot of energy in the building. Maybe you think Colorado will be a little tight, even though they can afford to lose Mm -hmm. and still go home, not that they want that scenario. But in theory, they should be looser, but I feel like they won't be. They won't be looser because everybody's whispering in their ear that they haven't been out of the second round in 20 years. You had uh, Nathan McKinnon say after last uh, year's playoffs, in his press conference, because they were up 2-0 on Vegas last year, and they lost four straight. And his right, so the doubts can start creeping in a little bit. The food has arrived, by the way, for young Ty Strickland. Looks like we're doing some pizza, pepperoni and cheese. Strick's very healthy. He's got some fries. Those are obviously not for him. It's the Kill Coin Conversation coming to you from The Hive. We had a cameo by Chief Craig Berube walking by. Young Ty Strickland has won the cup earlier today. Where are the tater tots? Great question. Kids are never happy. Uh, this is all presented by Triad Bank. Find them in Frontenac on Clayton Road or on the web at triadbanking.com. B&G Tuck Pointing, the best in the bricks. My guy Rich Galati was not only at the All-Star Game, he was at the Winter Classic. Loves him some blues hockey. 363-0525, the number to call to get that estimate for Tuck Pointing. Water repair, foundation, waterproofing, foundation repair, all of the above. Appliance discounters, the appliance discounters. Com, whether it's a washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator, you know the drill. And then Marie DeVilla, senior living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. They've been there for over 60 years, the place where Red Shandings called home. Andy knows that for so many years. MarieDevilla.com is where you can take a virtual tour. All right, so we're talking talking pressure. Again, the ADD edition of the Kill Coin yes. Conversation. I like this. This yeah, is oh fun. Yeah. This oh is yeah. real. I've never seen a kid chase Craig Brewer to his car before. Um <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll continue with the ADD theme. Mm-hmm. Hold on, i got to answer that question. What was the question? I'm sorry. Pressure. And, and the, Pressure. Right. Nathan McKinnon, what he say after they um, A year lost, ago, basically. He said, I haven't done anything. He said, I haven't won shit. Can I say that? Yeah, it's fine. I'm used to doing a press conference with Cam, you know? Or a, uh, a podcast with Cam where every other word is yes, that. Yes. No, he, McKinnon said, he we said, haven't won shit. We haven't won shit. That's what he said. So, you know that pressure is only going to mount. I mean, this guy just had a historic... Like, it was so set up for him to to go down in, like, NHL history as one of the greatest games ever. You know? Close out, get to the conference final, at home. Uh, the opposing team comes back and ties it. Then he has one of the best goals we've seen. In, like, people will be showing that highlight of his goal forever. Coast to coast. And if they win that game, 
that highlight is never going away. You know, it's going to be on all those, uh, you know, playoff commercials. What are you be seeing at 20 years from now? Like the Iserman goal against the Blues, which we don't like talking about. But, yeah, so there's significant pressure, like real pressure on Colorado. There's pressure on the head coach. He knows that if he doesn't get this team out of the second round, who knows, he may not have the opportunity to stay on board as head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, listen, you know they're going to be good and they're going to have a good game six and they're going to play well. Um, but, you know, if the Blues are able to score first and get the crowd behind them and, and get to their game, as we say, Martin, uh, you know, that pressure is only going to mount over the course of the, of the game. And they, and they don't want to go home and play a game seven because you get to a game seven, doesn't matter. I mean, home ice advantage, although it means something like you'd, like to, you'd rather play that game at home, the Blues have already proven they can win there. The home team's only won one game in this series, which is kind of crazy. You know, I look back at that Phoenix series in 99, and I was at game five, I was at game seven. They won, the Blues won on the road to keep that series alive. Both of those were in overtime, game five and game seven. Scott Young, game winner, OT. Game seven off Turgeon Skates, overtime winner. That's the last time I believe the Blues came back. That was 99. From a 99, from a 99, from a 3 1 deficit so there are some parallels i know it has nothing to do with this year but you find a way i wanted to mention one more name here and we're wrapping up here but nick letty this is going to sound like i've been studying my hockey a little bit yeah i like the way he carries the puck you know he doesn't just like slap it all he kind of carries it which to me means you're like more in control of the puck i like that you know i like that observation uh, it's a good very you're a hockey guy you know that martin i (laughs) I tweeted uh late before the trade deadline, that whoever gets this guy, this is the most under-the-radar pickup. And somebody's going to get a good player. This guy has a ton of playoff experience. I mean, you see the composure and the poise that he plays with. He had 120 career playoff games um, entering the playoffs this year. And he's like 30 years old. That's a crazy number. He's won a cup before. He's been to the conference final several other times, most recently with the New York Islanders. And his skating ability, he, he doesn't look like he's going fast, but Martin, this guy is one of the most, uh, one of the smoothest skaters you're going to find in the NHL. All right, more importantly. And. Oh, sorry. Well, and, I thought you paused for a long no, time. I thought you no. were done. And he, he's really good. He brings that poise and that composure, um, you know, with the puck. So, uh, yeah, and he can, he, can, he can transport the puck up ice, too. He can enter the zone. with. He puts the puck in good areas. Super intelligent. And uh, I would expect to make the Blues to make a strong, strong push to keep them in a Blues uniform beyond the season. Okay, more importantly, more than anything, who bangs the drum for Game 6? I mean, David Freeze is a fun play because they like yeah. those cardinal angles. Yeah. you got to fly him in from Austin. Who knows if he wants to, if he's yeah. available. People are like, what about Pronger? He may not want to do it. A lot of guys don't want to do it. I yeah. get that. Nelly was a fun play. Uh, any, any, any gut? You know, Orlando Pace, his name has been Ooh, kicked I around. I like that. I like that. It was my idea. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Andy goes, I like that idea. Why? Well, I suggested it. Because uh, he was at a game. I think he was at one of the playoff games, okay. actually. Fun. So I, like I think that. that'd be kind of cool. Um, who's talking? Your phone's talking. Oh, God. This, uh, the, the ADD in this show is um, insane. I don't know where that came from. God, man, that's a great question. Well, that's okay. I, I can live with always um, a suggestion. What about... Um, like if Chaser's in town, that'd be fun. You about, never know. What about Jordan Bennington? Well, I, okay, people have suggested that online. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Army and the Blues would say no, they don't like it, like because he's a current they, player. They would maybe do that, but let me just say this. 
I remember covering the Stanley Cup final in 2011 in Boston. Nathan Horton was one of their best players. He was out of the playoffs because of a concussion. And they had a player or a celebrity or whatever kind of do the same thing. They didn't bang the drum, but they would come on the ice and they would wave the towel and do one of those type of things to get the crowd all buzzed up. And they had Nathan Horton do it, and the house just completely came down. I love the Bennington idea. I I just, don't, my I my don't, gut says they, will say they won't allow probably. it. Probably. And I don't know if Bennington would want to do it either. Because it's also, it's not a clincher. It's yeah. still, you got a lot of work like, to do. I, I just like, I, I think what Pronger did when you just crushed the beer, I think that's the play. Okay. I, I, th- I think that's even, I think that's what gets the crowd going even more so than the the drum the drum it's it's cool and all don't get me wrong but I I if you had if you had somebody just crush it I don't know you know how about if saying? Chief just crushes a beer on the bench I like that go. I like okay. that and like off his head right. like just smashes the can on his head yeah Strick this was fun we'll do it again uh, sort of an impromptu kill coin yeah. conversation grab Strick he's in the middle of hockey I'm in the middle of shows mm-hmm. uh, did I mention Chief walked by I did you have food yeah. here Ty Strick is how old is Ty Strick here uh, he just turned six on Friday. Yeah. He looks like a grinder to me. Like he gets in the, the greasy areas. He does. He gets in the greasy areas. He like likes it. to be involved physically a little bit and got a lot of energy. All right, I got him banging the drum. You good with that? Oh my God. I maybe he, he would do it in a heartbeat. All right, Strick, we'll hear you on Cam and Strick, the podcast heard around the world. <laughs>